0: The prophet Isaiah in chapter 5, verse 20 says, Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Good morning, Christian America. Today, we are going to cover something very important that we've talked about previously, we will talk about today, and we will most definitely talk about in the future. It's getting Our country back in order. It's turning our focus and our attention to where it should always be, where it should have never strayed from. And that's the good word. That is the word made flesh. That is the water of everlasting life. That is Jesus Christ. Let's talk about how we get our country back focused on Christ this morning. Good morning. Christian America and good morning Christian America Eddie here as always representing the Christian American revitalization effort we tell you every week we tell you every podcast we tell you because that is our mission that's the overriding vision that is the goal the goal is to revitalize the Christian faith across this nation. Nothing, nothing, nothing. We'll say it again. There is nothing more important. There is nothing more significant. There is nothing more crucial than the revitalization of the Christian faith across America. Why is that? Because America leads the rest of the world. It has for 200 years. And it has because it was grounded and is grounded in Judeo-Christian principles, principles that come directly from scripture, ideas that God puts out in scripture. The idea of equality, the idea of loving your brother, the idea of charity and goodness. And there is no more charitable people historically than people of the United States. So when the people who lead the world become morally bankrupt, the rest of the world follows suit. If the people who lead the world have God as their priority and his commands that they focus on, loving each other as we love ourselves, loving God first and foremost with all of our heart all of our mind, all of our soul, and all of our strength. Obeying the commandments, obeying the top ten commandments, and then following the lessons that Jesus provides, following the example that Jesus provides. Charity and hope and goodwill, kindness to one another, but an adherence to the law, an adherence to God's word. With freedom comes discipline, and if you don't want discipline, then you cannot have freedom. We are a free people. God made us free. The first words ever spoken to man were you are free. As a free people, that comes with responsibilities. When we are doing the right things, when we are seeking God first, when we are paying attention to what is good in, in, in this life and giving Thanks for the blessings that we've received and being humble to ourselves instead of arrogant. Recognizing that there is one above us, the one who made us the one creator and humbling ourselves to do his will. Good things happen. Goodness takes place. Because when you do God's work, God's work is good and the only thing that comes from good is more good but the inverse is true if you don't listen to god's word then you're not doing what is good you're doing what is not good what is wicked what is evil now no one is good permanently everyone strays that's why scripture gives us the path towards repentance many times throughout scripture repentance is key and what we see is when the prophets hear from god that his people are stiff-necked and wayward and turning away and they're grumbling they're turning away from him they're creating false gods it happens in scripture numerous times the point At which the people listen, turn back towards their creator, turn back towards the great I am, turn back towards God. They get put on the right path again. They enter into the promised land. They are restored. They defeat their enemies. Nineveh is not crushed because they listen to Jonah. When God tells Jonah to go to Nineveh and say that they're going to be crushed unless they repent, they listen from the king all the way down to all the servants, to all the subjects. They repent. And the times in scripture when they do not repent, when Israel does not repent, wickedness ensues, calamity ensues, destruction ensues. They're overtaken by their enemies famine plague pestilence disease it becomes rampant infighting quarreling amongst each other the tribes break apart when you don't listen to god as lot's wife you turn to a pillar of salt when you don't listen to god as in sodom and the gomorrah you're destroyed when you don't listen to god You're overtaken by the Babylonians, by the Assyrians, by the Persians. When you do stand strong, you're delivered. When you do fix yourself, you're delivered. That's the message of John the Baptist. That's the message, that's one of the messages of Jesus Christ repentance. This country, ladies and gentlemen, That you are a part of that i am a part of is in trouble there's a sickness we have turned and are turning ourselves away from what is good and what is away from good is wicked what is away from righteous is evil now there's a good article i want to bring to your attention i'm not going to read you the whole article because i want to be respectful of your time but there's an article I want to share with you, and it's titled, Why Revival is America's Only Hope. And it's something that the theme of the article is something we've talked about frequently and we are talking about today because it's so important. It's the reason the Christian American Revitalization Effort exists. It's the reason this podcast exists. It's the reason that Christian American teas exists in order to revitalize us, snap us out of it. We are a Christian nation founded on Christian principles, principles directly out of scripture, such as equality, such as freedom, such as liberty, the right to life, rights in general, endowed by our creator, inalienable, which means can't be taken away because God has given them. All of these things our country is founded on. It's part of the reason, if not the reason, that we have prospered. For so long for so many if we want to continue to prosper we must revitalize ourselves and so this article and i'm going to share it with you really quick i'll read you the first paragraph because it's a it's it sums up the rest of the article it says why revival is america's only hope and it's written by uh shane eidelman here who's a i guess a pastor at Westside christian fellowship uh, here on the Christian uh, headlines.com. I'll just read you this first paragraph because it sums up everything. It, he says the results are in America's stage four cancer has metastasized to the family and the church, as well as to the government and the schools. We are more depraved than ever before. Animals are guarded, but innocent children are slaughtered. Porn is protected. And sex trafficking is on the rise. Cardi B's lyrics get a pass, but scripture are banned on social media. Doesn't that just kind of sum up what's going on in in our culture today? Doesn't that just kind of ring true? Because it is true. What are we doing as a community, as a Christian community? What are we doing in our communities, in our neighborhoods, in our churches? Are we just going to church? Are we even going to church? Church attendance is down. I hear spirituality, whatever that means, is up. But church attendance is down. What are we doing as men to raise young men, young adults, to be responsible for our actions and be leaders in our society? Are the men just not paying attention to their sons or to their nephews? Or to their grandchildren? What are we doing for for our girls? What are we doing for our teenage girls who are struggling with social anxiety and various disorders who are emotionally hindered? What are we doing for them? Are we showing, are we teaching them? Are we showing them what it's like? to be a responsible adult woman or are we not? And as parents and as grandparents, as aunts and as uncles, if we're not leading the next generation, then who is? Then who is? Our public school teachers? Is, is that a good thing? Just asking questions. Our celebrities? Is that a good thing? Our athletes. Is that a good idea? The news. Are, are, are the, the news anchors leading our culture? What about movie stars? Hollywood? Television? What about big CEOs? Hmm. Maybe, maybe they're setting the example for our children. Do we want any of those people setting the example for the next generation? Could it be That those types of people setting the example for the current generation be the reason why we have fallen into this immorality that we seem to be experiencing right now. It's important as Christians, it's important as people in the community, it's important if you care about people that come after you. It's important, vitally important that you play a part in society. Somewhere along the way, we were told that our faith couldn't be in public. Somewhere along the way, we were told that we could worship, but worship in the church, not at work, not at school, not in the public space, not on the uh, the corner square, not in our politics, not in our government you can worship in, in your home you can worship in your church and, and somehow some way we let that happen but now the churches are being taken away but now the other organizations are be take, being taken away. They're being limited. Charities can't perform charitable works if they have a Christian background. Health providers can't provide health care unless they also do abortions. Adoption agencies can't help people get adopted, help children be adopted, help families adopt children if there's a Christian bent to the organization, if there are a Christian organization. You can be a Christian organization. You just can't actually follow or believe or speak about anything Christian. What sense does that make? This is the period of time that we are living in. It's not something that's being made up. It's not something that's in a third world country. It's not something that used to have have happened, but doesn't happen anymore. This has continued. It's got progressively steadily worse and it continues to get progressively and steady steadily worse. That's not in question. The question is, what are we going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? Where are you going to make your stand in this world? Where are you going to make your stand In this life, when are you going to stand up for what is objectively true? When are you going to stand up for what is right and just in this life? If you don't stand up today with all of this going on and you didn't stand up in the past, which led to our current situation, when exactly are you going to stand up? We are called as believers to live out our faith, not in our home, in our church, and that's it. That's the most selfish thing that you can do. If you're a Christian out there, if you claim to be a follower of Christ, if you read scripture, if you go to church on Sundays, or every day for that matter, and you think that it's appropriate for you to keep your faith to yourself, if you think that it's appropriate that you don't speak about God when you see people in trouble, then I would I would really ask you to to reread this Bible. Reread Jesus' works. Reread what Jesus says. We are not called to sit on the sidelines. And if you and if you are sitting on the sidelines, If you think that it's not your place, if you think that I am wrong when I say that we need to be preaching the word to everyone, every day, at all times, at all occasions, because it's the right thing to do. If you think that I'm wrong, then ask yourself, where would we be today if the disciples stayed locked in that upper room, scared of the governmental leaders? Scared of the Romans. Scared of their own religious leadership. The Pharisees and the Sadducees and the different scribes and the Roman guards and Pontius Pilate. They had plenty to be scared of. They had plenty to be scared of. They knew the Son of God. They knew him. They walked with him. They knew that all they had to do was live out the commandments and love each other as you love yourself. And they were going to be good. If you're sitting on your computer or your tablet or your phone, whatever device that you're watching this on, whatever device that you're listening this on, if you think that you are good, if you think, well, I'm saved and that's good enough for me. Imagine if that were the apostles attitude. Imagine if they stayed in that locked, locked room. Imagine if they never went out into the world. We would all be dead to our sins right now. We would have no life. We would have only death. This world wouldn't be what it is. It would be a giant mess. And the further we get away from God, the more mess it becomes the question is quite simple what are we going to do about it what are we going to do about it what are you going to do about it i'm not here to give you an answer i'm here to get you to think about it because the answer is different for each one of us who are you going to speak to today who are you going to call up this afternoon who are you going to text tomorrow afternoon? Who are you going to meet for brunch after church? Who are you going to talk with and conversate with when, when church is over on Sunday? What are you going to say? Are you going to keep your feelings to yourself? Everybody quiet, watching our country burn through immorality, through hatred, through division, just we're all just gonna sit back and, and watch the devil work quietly without making a sound. Is that what's gonna happen? Or are we gonna start standing up for what is good? Are we gonna start standing up for what is right and what is just? Are we gonna start speaking out on behalf of God? Sure, God doesn't need us to speak out for him, but maybe our children do. Maybe our nieces do. Maybe our neighbors do. Maybe when we speak, they'll gain confidence. Maybe when we speak, they'll decide to question us and look up in this book and see what we're talking about. Maybe only God knows that. What I ask you to do today is take a look around. Take a look at where we are at spiritually, morally, emotionally, psychologically. Is it a good place? Is our country in a good place? We might have money in our bank accounts. We may have nice cars. Home prices may be as high as they've ever been. But where are we at in here where are we at dialoguing with one another where are we at are we in a good place are we not and if we're not how did we get here and how about we go back the other direction how do we fix ourselves scripture has the answer jesus has the answer god has the answer We know the answer. But there's millions of the next generation that have never heard of Jesus Christ. They don't read scripture. They think that it's made up. They think that these stories don't exist. They think that it's all fantasy. It's like reading a Dr. Seuss book. It's not real. We have to show them that it is real. We show them by our actions. We show them by our compassion. We show them by through our generosity. We show them through the standard in which we live. And that standard is the standard set by Jesus himself. Now, can we ever truly reach it? Absolutely not. But if we don't try to live our best lives in accordance with the way he called us to, then we're part of the problem, not part of the solution. If you're too scared to speak out, if you're too scared to speak about God to your friends, to your family, to those closest to you, if you're too scared to speak about what doing, what is right, where does that leave us? I would ask you to go back through scripture and find out where it's left every other civilization that has turned their back on God. And it's not good. So hopefully this message resonates with some of you. Hopefully this message gets your brain working on how You can help change our course, how you can change your behavior, your words, your responses, and then slowly affect those around you, not for the worse, but for the better. Get other people to think. Hopefully, those listening to this, watching this, you can encourage you because you're not the only one who feels this way. I'm not the only one who feels this way. There's millions of us who feel this way. There's millions of us who know that it's wrong to kill children in the womb. There's millions of us that know that it's wrong to uh, desecrate biblically sanctified marriages. There's millions of us who know that it's wrong to discriminate against a person or a group because of their faith. There's millions of us that know and that want to stand up for what is right. I'm asking you to do that today. You don't have to change the world today. You just have to make your life, your world, just a little bit better. And that measurement of better, it's not my measurement. God's. And so with that, ladies and gentlemen, if you like what we do here, share this video, share this video with your friends and your family. Share these ideas with your friends and your family. Let them know that this country has not always been this divided. Let them know that this country has not always been this confused. Let them know that this country has not always been this hyperbolic. We can bring us back. It starts individually. Doing the right things. Spiritually. And then physically. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, until Monday, we're going to, again, don't miss the Monday podcast. Don't miss the Monday videos that we put out because the Monday videos are verbatim through scripture. Bit by bit, block by block, verse by verse, we're covering the, the the Gospel of Mark. I believe we're on chapter six. Jesus is performing miracles. He's healing. He's uh, healing the lame. He's cleansing the lepers. He's driving out demons. He just sent you know his disciples, the mission of the twelve, out to drive out demons on his behalf. A lot of great stuff that's happening. A lot of good lessons for life that uh, he's providing. Lessons that we need more than ever today. Our children and ourselves. We need more. Uh, we need this. Uh, you know these lessons today. That's for sure. And so, don't miss the Monday podcast. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, until Monday. Again, where we're going to cover Mark, uh, the the Gospel of Mark, chapter six. You guys stay on fire for Christ. Stay blessed. Good morning. Christian America.